Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, dealing with your boyfriend's roommates, that can be kind of tough, especially when they're ghosts. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to the program, 855-853-4802 is the number to call and share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you want to get access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more, all you got to do is check out Apple Podcasts, ghostpodcast.com, or patreon.com slash realghoststories. Tony and Carol Houston, on today's episode, what's going on? Well, I'm not too much. I thought that I would add something here that people might not know unless they follow me on uh, Facebook or Instagram, but I'm now working from home. I'm now working for you. Yes. So um, it's pretty awesome, but I'm sitting here last week. I decided so now that I work from home, I don't have coworkers around, just you and you're in Arkansas and I'm here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I designated my cats. I gave him some job titles. So my younger cat, Izzy, is HR director. And my cat, Rizzo, is finance. So right now, my HR and finance department are like really going crazy. So if you hear some emotion, that's who it is. I'm glad that they're employed and they're making uh, making a good... They're not uh, doing shit, but, you know, they've got their job titles. Mm-hmm. I need to get them little employee identification badges. To make them really official. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they, they should have lanyards is what they should have. That's what I thought. Just little cute, like little tiny ones. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I like that. Um, my cat, we actually, with my pets, we actually brand all of them with uh, <laughs> the Real Ghost Stories Online with logo. Yellowstone Ranch. It, it's like Yellowstone, but it's the Real Ghost Stories Online logo. And then it's like, once you're part of this, you're always part of this. And... Um, yeah, the animals love it. That they is feel the part of that movie I hate the that TV series I hate the most is like the, we could do a whole episode just talking about Yellowstone, mm-hmm. but the branding that drives me nuts. It's what they've if always I, done. We're not talking about branding the animals. branding the people or branding the animals. The people, yeah, the people's kind of weird. That's a bit uh, that grosses me out. That reminds like, me kind of like of Nexium and the Keith Raniere. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's a little. Like if word got out about that, yep. John Dutton wouldn't be where he is today. I'm not saying where he is today simply because maybe somebody's not caught up in the show. Mm-hmm. But John Dutton wouldn't be the man he is right now in that series. Yep, exactly. People. But uh, that's why you brand your friends and your family. That's just a bad headline in the paper. That's why you brand your friends. <laughs> yep. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your Real Ghost Stories with us, we, of course, would love to hear them. You can write to, or call in that uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your uh, ghost stories. And uh, we may use them here on the program. Just like this one. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hi, Tony. This is Taylor. Um, I am listening to the uh, 
the episode where Carol and her sister, Kathy, are talking about um, their experiences. And she asked about the red smoke. And everyone's like, uh, no, I have been waiting to uh, to hear someone say something about red smoke. I listen, I've been listening to your podcast for years. Um, I want to say maybe four or five years now. And I listen to it for just, just to get stories, um, try to make my experiences make sense, anything like that, learn something new. I, like I use this research basically. Um, and I have been waiting for someone to say something about red smoke. I have had that before and it was not scary. Um, okay. So backstory. Um, I have spirits that kind of just like follow me around, not really sure if they're family or what. I just know they're there. My husband knows they're there. We both know they're there. Um, we see things out of the corner of our eyes, blah, 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 you know, the whole spiel. So I feel like they target me sometimes, maybe because they know that I'm more like in tune with it or whatever. So they'll target me, not in a bad way, but just like pick on me or whatever when I'm alone. So I'm not with my dog and I'm not with my husband. So one time my husband had to go back to Connecticut and I couldn't find anybody to come spend the night with me. I was that scared. Um, not for like any bad reasons, but I'm a chicken. Um, but anyway, so... Um, I went to sleep, woke up, I had like another four or five hours left until I had to go to work. So I listened to the song that my friend sent me. It's some type of Hertz, gigahertz, I don't know, something like that. It's got high Hertz or whatever, I don't know. But she gave me the song to listen to to kind of like cleanse the air, calm me down. I don't know if I can find the song, I'll send it to you. But it was, that was, this was a year, maybe like two years ago. So anyway, I play the song, go back to sleep. I don't know if this was astral projection. I don't know if it wasn't a dream, but it wasn't the real life realm that we like I am in today. So I'm there in the room and I slept with the pillows over my head and the covers over my head to make sure I didn't see anything. But I think it knew that. So it was like, yeah, I mess with you. So I not sure if I was awake, but I was just there in bed, same position, and it's circling the room. It's a one-bedroom apartment, not very big, so you can imagine the size of a one-bedroom in a one-bedroom apartment. You know, a queen-size bed takes up a majority of it, and it's just circling, circling the bed, circling the bed, mostly in front of me, like at the foot, but both sides of the bed as well, and it's just circling. Did it feel bad or you know, malevolent? No, it didn't feel evil. It didn't feel dark. It was just there. So I don't have much to tell you besides, yes, I have seen the red smoke. I have had that. It was very strange. I don't know what it is. For me, it wasn't like bright red. It was like, like here in Georgia, Georgia's where I am, we have red clay uh, soil. It was the color of red clay soil. So red, but kind of hazy orange, but it was red for sure like red clay soil. That's the only thing I can describe it as, but I don't know. I ended up coming out of it, waking up, nothing was there, but you know, still the same feeling. But anyway, that is my story. I just had to jump up and run out of work because I'm listening to that episode. And when she asked and everyone was like, uh, no, I was like, me. So, um, yeah, this is my first time calling in. Um, I'll call back with more stories because I have them. Um, (laughs) I don't know if this will be played on an episode where Todd is on, but shout out to Todd. I've sent him uh, some of my home videos on um, Instagram, and he's uh, given me some good good advice. Um, 
definitely uh, cool to get some feedback from him. Would love to hear y'all's um, opinion or, I mean, I guess there isn't much to really give, but I don't know. Either way, I'm an EPP. Love you guys. Harper's great. Todd's great. Carol's great. Love you guys. Um, congratulations on the engagement. Uh, bye. Thank you for that. And thanks for sharing your story. Thoughts? She's so nice. She is. I will have to tell my sister about this. Um, I think I think that's really cool when you have an experience happen like that that you can't explain. You don't know what it is. You've never heard of it happening happening to anybody else. And then out of the blue, you hear, oh, my God, it did happen to somebody else. So it's kind of validating you're not the only one. Still doesn't exactly explain what that is or what you saw. Mm-hmm. But... And it made me think, and I'd forgotten about this, but years ago, because I always just attributed it to something was wrong with my eyes. Mm -hmm. But it was after my dad had died. And I was really, um, my boyfriend had died almost a year to the day later. My dad died. I was in a really dark place. And I remember I was in my bed and I had the lights on. I think I'd been reading or trying to anyway. And I looked up and I'm like, what's the matter with the ceiling? And then I realized it looked like clouds all across the ceiling of my room. It was weird. And so I was like, I don't know what any of that is, but it's clouds. Mm -hmm. It must be something wrong with my eyes. So maybe there was something I actually saw that day and it wasn't something wrong with my eyes. You know, maybe, because you know, if you can see a smoke or a haze or something like that. Who knows what that, you know, maybe it could be, you know, those people around you or like in her case, she said that she feels like she has spirits that follow her, Mm -hmm. which I think is the same with my sister. And I try to shut that shit down because I don't like it. Yeah. But, um, but maybe that's what you're seeing. Like maybe there are times when you can kind of see that. Yeah, I, I think there's moments where you you become essentially more sensitive than others, mm-hmm. depending on what uh, what's going on in your life at that moment in time. But good story, thank you for uh, for sharing that. Let's go to another uh, letter. It says, uh, "Let's see here. These events took place in my now ex boyfriend's apartment in Seattle. He lived in the Ballard neighborhood, a block from the Locks. The weird thing is that his building was kind of new." I'd say it was built in the 80s. He had a daughter who was around six years old at the time. This was the early 2000s. I'd stay with Scott about four nights a week. It wasn't more than a few weeks after he moved into this apartment when we began noticing a very fast shadow that would either dart down the very long hallway or seemingly come out of Ava's room. Next to his, and zoom down the hall towards the kitchen. We would both see it out of the corner of our eyes as we watched the TV in his room and occasionally would mention it to each other without turning away from the TV. I'd say, did you see that? He'd say, yup. And that's all we'd say. Then odder things began to happen. Scott called me up one day and asked if I'd just been in his apartment. I told him, of course not. It was our night apart and I was at home in my apartment. He then told me that he had been in his bedroom, bent over as he organized a drawer in his dresser when he felt something drop onto his back and heard it roll away. Stood up to see a small crystal ball he had tied into a small modern track lighting lying on the floor. The weird thing is I had it had not been tied in a knot on the lighting fixture on the other side of the room. The bedroom was quite large, and if over by his dresser, the crystal ball would have had to unite itself, float about 10 feet, 
and then drop on him. Another time I was babysitting his daughter, Ava. We worked on a craft for her school project at the dining room table. We distinctly heard the front door opening and closing over and over. Even little Ava kept looking over at the door. I thought maybe it was a neighbor in the building, but it sounded like his front door. Another incident, we had just woken up early on a Sunday morning and flipped on the travel channel to watch Samantha Brown's show. Suddenly, a shoe flew out of Scott's open closet door and bounced back and forth from the east wall to the west wall, flew back down into his closet on the floor. We both felt the hair rise on our heads and arms, and he slid out of bed, walked over to the closet, and saw that one shoe was the only thing disturbed. We had no explanation for it. Around that time, the noises started upstairs on the top floor apartment. Every night, without fail, at 10.30 to 10.45 p.m., we'd hear what sounded like several pieces of furniture being pushed around on the floor above. All at the same time. It would go on and on without stopping once until 1 a.m. We'd knock on the ceiling and it would pause for a minute or two, then start up at an even more furious pace. A couple of times, Scott ran up the stairs to that apartment and knocked on the door. The noises would stop immediately, but the minute he got back into his apartment, it began again. We'd hang over his balcony to see if a light was on, but the place was always dark. He later asked his landlord about the loud noises, and he was told that they couldn't keep anyone in that apartment, that there shouldn't be any noises like furniture on hardwood floors because it was wall-to-wall plush carpeting. On another occasion, I woke suddenly in the middle of the night with my left leg sticking straight up in the air. Felt like I was being held, and it took a moment before I could get get it to come down to the bed. Scariest episode happened at Christmas. We had gone to a craft fair earlier where Scott had bought a used gong young hippie guy had brought home from a trip to Vietnam. The gongs had hung in temples, and when they got to beat up or rusty, they tossed them into junk heaps. This young guy brought them back to sell. They were supposed to clear the air of evil spirits. We had dinner plans, and Scott needed a shower, so as he got ready in the bathroom shower, sat in the living room with this gong, picked up the small hammer it came with and struck it a few times. Took a few times to strike it at just the right angle so it sounded nice. I proceeded down the hallway where we had seen his shadow go many times. As I approached the open bathroom door, I stopped at the door and Scott said, the gong sounded nice. And to go to the bathroom, as I raised the gong and hammer to strike it, his shower curtain flew off the rod. He had an S-shaped hooks on the rod and all but the two ones end ones rather flew off the rod all at the same time I stood several feet away still holding the gong and hammer in the air I looked over at me hand still in his hair full of shampoo he said why did you do that I replied I didn't I never came near the shower and I still had this gong in my hands that was the strangest event the only other time I saw something was when I used the bathroom with the door open Lanced out the door and up the hall, and for a split second, I saw what I thought was a very short figure streaking down the hall from the kitchen towards the bathroom. It was about four feet high, squat, wearing high-water black pants with wide legs and a head full of crazy, gray, Einstein-type hair. It was such a quick flash, and I wasn't sure if I'd really seen it. Not long after that, Scott and Ava moved out and in with me where I was renting a small house, and luckily, the spirit did not follow. It didn't seem to be a very happy spirit with all the noise it made, especially the bangs and scraping sounds upstairs. Creepy story. The lesson, 
don't get used gongs from monks. <laughs> well, and there's, uh, you know, there's just different things to that story because it's like, you wondered, did the gong, like bringing home that gong, bring home some unwanted energies into your house? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it kind of sounds like the whole house is haunted too. Mm-hmm. When, you know, you're talking upstairs and furniture's moving around and stuff like that, which is really weird. Every night, 10.30 to 10.45, that happens. And would it be, like, after a while, like, say it's week three and it's 10.30, it's like, okay, furniture is going to move around till 10.45 tonight. Or does it scare you every night? I don't know. Do you just get used to it? I don't know. I don't know if you could. But then the gong thing, I just think, is a whole separate thing. Because it sounds like like the gong thing, she must have been going room to room and gonging for, I don't know why, just because she likes to hit the gong. Maybe. but it, And it, then it, goes into the uh, bathroom, and that was not the place to have the gong. If the intent is to remove evil spirits or something of that nature, uh, I, maybe that's what stirred it up. Maybe they don't want to leave. Maybe just the gong kind of stirred him up a little bit, and then... You know, they they didn't really leave, but they pulled the shower curtain down. Which would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. And I'm just walking around the house gonging. You got to watch and, the gonging. And my boyfriend's like, hey, gonging here sounds great. Okay. Gonging there. And it's like right out of the exorcist or something. The, <laughs> other, part that, off. the other part that got me in that story was the uh, the leg up in the air. Like, Okay, that might be the... That might be the scariest part That's of that. It's the weirdest story, sleep actually. paralysis I've ever heard of. It's, I mean, it goes beyond it. Like your leg is like literally suspended in the air. Like how it's like a, like a marionette or something. Yeah. And like, there would be that, that like, what the fuck moment. And am I stuck like this forever? Like the last thing that would come in my head is paranormal. Mm-hmm. I would be like, Oh my God, something's really wrong with my leg. How long am I going to be like this? Exactly. That would be scary. Because like even just waking up, I don't have it happen very often, but with really bad leg cramps Mm -hmm. and you have to get out of bed and walk around to help it. Have you ever had that happen? Yes. I hate that. Yeah, it's painful. But if that's going on, you can't get out of bed and walk around and have it go away. No, no, you you really can't. Yeah. That's scary shit. It is. It is very scary. I can't. Paranormal. I don't know. That's scary shit. Paranormal or medical. Either way. Yeah. I hate the, uh, it's going to eat more bananas is what they say when you have that. Do I eat one every day? Well, then you shouldn't have those cramps. It is paranormal for you then. (laughs) I guess it is. is. I'm just possessed. Okay. Another story. It says, Hey Tony, it's Matt from central New York again. Just wanted to say, I really enjoy these Stories you put out and back and forth between yourself and the co-hosts, refreshing, and just want to let you know to keep up the great work. It helps me and I'm sure everyone to get through the odd times we live in and busy work days as well. Writing today with a couple of tales I'm sure you and the audience will find interesting and also curious. The two stories take place in Troy, New York, the birthplace of home of Uncle Sam. These tales happened to my brother-in-law and his father, as they've described them to me. First, the story takes place when my brother-in-law was about 8 to 10 years of age. They were taking a motorcycle ride through Forest Park Cemetery, also known as Pinewood Cemetery, just outside of Troy, New York. This cemetery is known to be one of the top 10 haunted cemeteries in the country. Anyway, as I said, 
said they're riding through the area past the cemetery and they saw a woman wearing what looked like a white dress. I thought maybe we should turn around and ask this lady if she needs help. So they stop, turn around as they see her again walking. They start to slow down. And when they yell, hey, miss, you need help? She turned and they saw that she had no face and they hit the throttle on the bike and sped out of there. My brother-in-law said he screamed and was crying so upset by what he saw. The second story takes place in the city of Troy, New York, around the late 90s, early 2000s. My brother-in-law purchased an old apartment building, one upstairs and one downstairs apartment. Of course, this place needed some work, so he fixed up the downstairs first so we could move in. One day, his friends came over with their child, and the child kept pointing upstairs saying, Cat! After this happened a few times, a couple asked, Do you have a cat? She keeps seeing a cat and pointing. My brother-in-law had no cat, no pets of any kind, actually. All windows and doors were open. Everything was secure. Could this just be one of those things where they say children are very sensitive and can see things? Or did a cat somehow make it make its way into the building? This gets a little more mysterious because my brother-in-law decided to start fixing the upstairs apartment get it ready to rent and a few times after he was done working he could hear walking or voices upstairs as if someone was living there and my sister also would hear footsteps upstairs and finally asked is someone renting the upstairs he said no so go on occasionally and then he would find things moved or tools would vanish then repeat reappear finally to make this even weirder while working in the basement he was digging and found a tunnel after research and asking around he found out that this basement was part of the Underground Railroad. Could this be past visitors checking on the place? Or just memories from the past replaying of when people would use someone in the underground tunnels? Thank you again. Keep the stories coming. Matt. Always fun when you find part of the Underground Railroad in your basement. There's no... I just don't see how you could be somewhere close to an area like that and not have ener- some energies from it. Sure. Or some hauntings from it. Mm-hmm. Because there would have been so much despair and fear and a, a wide range of emotions. But there would have been so much of that um, going on at the time that how could that not, some of that stick around there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then I also think when a kid like looks someplace and points and goes, a little kid, cat, or they're seeing something that you're not seeing, I always am like, that has to be there. Like, what is the kid looking at? I always think, I always believe when little kids say they're seeing something. Mm-hmm. So I find it fascinating. Especially when it's something very random and it's not yeah, like, oh, well, there's Superman or you know, it, like, there's a cat or there's an old man with glasses smoking a pipe. Yeah, and you're something. not prompting them in any way. Exactly. I always find that fascinating. Kids see. And I think finding a, seeing a woman without a face in a haunted cemetery would be terrifying. Yeah. You know, I think that would really kind of run the gamut of all emotions. So you know, <laughs> when, he, when he That'd sat there crying, I, I get it. Like it, it, you, your body is almost going through a trauma because it's trying to process something that should not have ha- that shouldn't have happened, like especially when you're a kid. It, like, oh my yeah. god, it goes against everything of what you know to be logical and possible. So, yeah, that would be very freaky, very very freaky. Thank you for that one. Let's go to another caller. Hi, hey, 
Hey, guys. Um, love the show. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I'll keep listening. So um, I called in before with the um, story. I actually have a few, so um, I'm going to call in with them, and uh, hopefully you guys use them. So um, this was 2019, and um, me and my love of my life um, were getting back together and she was staying with her mom in upstate New York and we're currently in upstate New York, but further up North. And, um, I was living somewhere else. So to spend time together, we were at a hotel and, uh, she has a sister that lives on her mom's property, but in a trailers and they just don't get along. And, you know, um, so she had a camera in her room now, the house that her mom lives in, she used to live in as a child. And it's an old farmhouse. Um, nothing's really been done to it except for the living room's been remodeled. So she had, a camera, she, has a, she had a camera in her room that was facing the stairs. So you could, it, 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 I guess it was an attic, but it was nothing. I don't know. It, I mean, it could be a second floor or an attic. Um, so the camera was facing the stairs, and that's pretty much all you could see. You couldn't see, like, where her bed was or anything really to the right. It was really pretty focused on just where it was facing. So um, she has the app on her phone, and she gets alerts when there's um, any sound or movement, and it has uh, night vision. So we wake up that morning, and she goes through her um, phone's alerts for the camera because, you know, she's really concerned about her stuff. So whenever she gets alerts from anything from the camera, she looks at them. And we wake up that morning and she's looking through her alerts. And um, we had a dog at the time. Um, we had to put her to sleep this past year. But um, she was at her mom, staying at, at her mom's house with the dog. So the... It's still nighttime when the alert goes off, when the camera records the um, sound or movement. So um, the camera comes on, and it's in night vision, and you can hear the dog scratching, which is making the name tag and the rabies tag jingle together. And you see her, Pandora, that was her name, Pandora, jump off the bed and walk a little bit towards the stairs. And then she stops, and you can see an orb, what I know to be an orb, um, to someone that doesn't believe in paranormal probably would think nothing of it. But you see an orb come up the stairs. You see Pandora look over her right shoulder and follow it. Then the camera moves to the right, moves to the left, and then a couple seconds later, you hear, now, we're in upstate New York. You hear, but you can clearly tell it's a little girl with a southern twang that says, shut your mouth. It was mind-blowing. I literally instantly got chills. I, I don't know. It was 
that was just one of the things I've experienced. But um, I have some stories about the place we currently live in. Um, I hope you guys use the story. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing uh, that story with us. Thoughts on that? Like when he said he got chills when he got to that part and he said, shut up. Mm-hmm. I totally got chills when he said that. That creeped me out. That is not what I was expecting. But mm. I, I've seen lots of, you know, videos, you know, security videos that have picked up on orbs and things. And then to see your dog reacting to that, like, what else is your dog reacting to? You're seeing an orb in the video mm-hmm. and the dog's barking in that direction. That orb moves, the dog follows it. And then you hear that. <laughs> like, that's freaky. I uh, I completely agree. That would be something that, you know, they're, they're seeing something, they're sensing something that, they can see and and you can't and that's it's the un, it's the not knowing that that I think is scary right there absolutely freaky one thank you for sharing that uh experience with us we do greatly appreciate it that is going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person get all the advanced episodes the archive of episodes the bonus episode archive it's all there Apple Podcasts, you can uh, try it for three days free. Or if you're not on Apple, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com and get access to everything with no ads and help keep the program on the air. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs> <laughs>